welcome to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. This is a podcast about storms and how we all have tribulation in our life. It's about growing deeper in your faith with Jesus Christ. Being able to talk about things in our life that are hard, things that we don't always talk about to our friends or our family. We're going to be talking about depression and overcoming it, anxiety and overcoming it. And we are going to be talking about suicide. Yes, even suicide, because I don't think it's talked about enough in church. People are struggling and they are going through the hardest time of their life. And it's amazing how many people that I know in this Christian world that are struggling with the same thoughts and depression and anxiety that I went through a few years ago. Well, I am here to tell you that there's a way out. You are strong in the Lord and in his might. I just want you to lean in on his mercy. I want you to gather around with your blanket and your coffee, and I want you to just listen for what the Lord has to say to you. I want you to listen for what the Lord wants for you in your life, and I pray blessings and mercy over you and your family. I pray that you will be able to just stand strong in the Lord, for he is good, yes, and his mercy endures forever. Amen? All right, let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. I'm your host, Alicia. Welcome back, guys. I've missed you. All right, let's get started. Okay, so I am so excited about today because we are going to be talking about building our faith. We're going to talk about building our faith today. So if you're excited as much as I am, I have been praying over this message for the last two weeks. Last week, I was going to release my podcast before I go to Bible college, which I normally do, but something held me back and I was like, okay, so what is it that I need to hear? Because normally the Lord has something that I need to see or hear before I release my podcast. And as I was sitting there in class and they were talking about faith, they were also talking about grace and I was sitting there listening and I was like, yeah, okay, okay. And he was talking about how with faith comes grace. And I was like, okay. And I was waiting for, you know, more and understanding. And as he was teaching and talking about grace and how um, important grace is to be intertwined with our faith, it really did get me thinking. And as I was listening to him preach and, and teach on this, I was like, Okay, so he was talking about how many people have heard the the faith, like the faith message or a faith um, sermon in the last, you know, year or so, like how many have, have heard over five or 10 or 20. And of course, everyone has raised their hand. But then he asked, how many have you heard like a message on grace and um, in the past year? And, you know, when she got to 10, it was like hardly anyone had their hands up because it's not really talked about. They don't really preach on it or teach on it because I feel like he talked about it a little bit as well about how um, when people hear about grace, people get worried that it's a, a license to, to sin or a license to do whatever you want. But he talked about how grace is not a license to sin, and it's not a license to do whatever you want. Grace is given by God, and it's something that God has given all of us. And so I want to talk a little bit about our faith 
and how we're going to build our faith up on the throne of grace, because that's where we're supposed to run to is the throne of grace. And, you know, he didn't talk about the throne of grace, but I sat there after he was preaching and I started to think and ponder and I started to, you know, ask the Lord questions about, you know, okay, so our faith is this and I'm, I'm searching through the word of God and, you know, I'm looking for the answers in the word of God. And I'm like, everywhere it says the throne room of grace, run to the throne of grace. And then he talks about how every time Paul would speak to someone, he would say, Grace and peace be with you from the Father. And it just had me thinking so much about how much grace God gives us, but how we don't give ourselves any grace. How we're so hard on ourselves because we've messed up throughout the week or we've messed up throughout the day. And then we are hard on ourselves. But God says his mercies are new every morning. And we're, we're busy thinking about what we did yesterday, whenever our mercies are fresh and new every morning from God, the creator. And how much more and vibrant would our life be if we would build our walls with a little bit of grace and say, you know what, I don't have all the answers, but I'm going to live today for today. And I'm just going to keep on moving forward with God, because even though I don't know I'm still going to take that step forward and just have faith because that's what faith is. Faith is the things that are unseen. I want to read to you what I was, what I was learning. And I want to read to you as I was sitting there during my break at school, um, what I was writing down and what I was praying about for this podcast, especially for this message on faith. So faith, the definition of faith, is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Faith is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Now, when I read that, it instantly binged in my mind Hebrews 11. And I I flipped to Hebrews 11 just because I was like, no way, no way, Lord. So I flipped to Hebrews 11, and I'm going to read you Hebrews 11. Many of you probably already know this verse, but I'm going to read it. Hebrews 11. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence. And I thought, wow, if we have If faith is the complete trust or confidence in someone, do we have complete confidence in God? Because that's what our faith is built on. The confidence of God, believing that God is who he says he is, believing that God will come through for us, believing that God will show up for us in our life. And I kept thinking, how am I going to preach about faith, God, because you've been telling me to build my house It's time to build my house. And I was like, okay, I've got the foundation in Jesus. We laid our foundation in Jesus. Remember, we did that two weeks ago. We laid the foundation in Jesus Christ. He's our hope. We are clinging on that Jesus Christ has died for our sins and we're saved, right? 
And as I was thinking about this, and as the teacher was preaching on this, he was also talking about how he would run up to the altar every single week because he he didn't know if he was saved because, you know, he'd go through the week and he would feel a certain type of way because, you know, he'd sin or or something would happen and he, he felt like he had to keep working his way back to God. And, and that was what was so important about the message that he was teaching us is that God has already given us the grace in Jesus Christ. The blood of Jesus is our salvation through Jesus Christ. But God says, grace, I give you now. Grace, because he says, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And I've told a little bit of my story as I've gone through this last year with my podcast that when I was having really bad thoughts and I was crying out to the Lord, I kept I kept just in my mind hearing my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And um, I talked about how I didn't even know that was a Bible verse. And um, whenever I went to church, they had finally had said that verse and it had been months months after. And I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I didn't even know that was in the Bible. Like there's so many things I think that all of us don't even know is in there. Because even if you've read it from front to back, front to back, it's like there's so much more. Like you just, you could skim over something and not even realize or get the revelation because you're just reading it versus just eating it and meditating on it and just storing it up in your heart. And so what I want to talk to you about today is grace and giving yourself some grace for your faith because God gives all of us a measure of faith. And I'm going to read that verse for you so that you can have that verse anytime something happens to you and you're like, oh man, I just messed up. Like, uh, God's mad at me. No, God is not mad at you. God is looking at you and he is saying, my grace is sufficient for you. My grace is sufficient for you. And I always have to be really careful about the line that I that I draw and the line that I walk on because I always say Lord Lord Jesus like because those who teach you you're held at, at such a different standard to the Lord because they you're you can get in so much trouble and I'm like I don't want to be in trouble. So I just say Lord you just take over and you this is your podcast and you have to speak whatever you want to speak to your people because I have no idea what to say. And so whenever I I tell the Lord just you have your way Father, you have your way Holy Spirit. This is this is you. You can do whatever you want. And if I don't release a podcast, just know that it's just the Lord like working with me and trying to work things out in my mind for you guys. And it's not about whether or not I'm making time for you because trust me, I am. And there's nothing that I love more than um, sharing the, the, the love of Jesus and the word of God, because that's the only thing that I really, 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 really want to live my life for besides my kids is to spread the gospel and for people in other countries to hear the gospel. And um, that's what's so important for me. So I want to read the word of God because I love, I love to build people up in their faith. And I know that's what my job is. So I'm going to pull up the Bible. 
As I'm going to go ahead and speak about grace, I want to read to you Romans 12, 3 first. And I want to read this um, for all of us so that we can have a starting point and um, I might actually just start with Romans 12, 1 and I'll read down. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So I want to stop there because I want to think about this for a moment. Because when we're having bad thoughts and we're having these things come upon us where we can't really think what what we are supposed to do or what decision we're supposed to make, we as Christians are to go to the Word of God and let the Word of God renew our minds. We're to let the Word of God to penetrate our spirit, and we are to let the Word of God transform our minds and our thinking. You know how you know how whenever you are following someone on Instagram or on Facebook or um, YouTube, you know, um, and they want you to subscribe and to follow them and to, you know, and you may follow them and you may be like, oh, yeah, I like what they're teaching me. I like what they're they're showing me. So I want to learn. So then you click on them, you follow them or, you know, you like their post on Instagram. So you follow them. Well, you know, Jesus He talks about how we are not to conform to the patterns of this world, but by but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And if we let the word of God transform us, I wonder how much different would we think about ourselves and how much different will we think about the people around us? Because um, when you let the word of God do its job in your life, you are are so much stronger and joyful and at peace because you're not worrying about comparing yourself to other people. And, you know, I'm not saying, oh, don't ever follow anyone or do that. You know, I follow people on Instagram. I watch YouTube. I love to learn. And I am telling you that if you take time out of your day, every single day, Just take time out of your day and go to the word of God. You know, if it's hard, start with five minutes and just go to the word of God. Just press play for five minutes and, you know, just pick a verse and press play. If you don't like what it says, go to a different verse, press play. You're just trying to build yourself up in the word of God. And you want to do that with with verses that you can build your faith up in. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's certain verses that you might need in this time, this season that you're in. Not everyone is in the same season. And there are people around you for a reason. And if you don't have people around you, dig deep into the word of God, because you will find so much um, peace in that. And it will get you through the hardest time of your life. It will get you through. And I want to encourage you guys tonight to just Stand on the word of God. Okay, so now we're going to go to Romans 12, 3. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, 
Now he's talking. He's saying, for by the grace given to him, because he understands that he's got grace given to him. Do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. So he's saying that don't don't think of yourself as highly as you ought to, but rather think of yourself with a sober mind. Think with yourself, okay, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not have the same function, So in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. Are you guys getting this? According to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And I love that. I was like, wow, that is so, so, so much, Lord, for all of this. I was like, I'm so excited. You guys can't see me, but I'm really bubbling with joy because I think so many people need to hear this because I was really going to get on here and I was going to tell you guys how much more you needed to build your faith, build your faith up, build your, you just don't have enough faith. You just need to build your faith up. How many of you guys have heard that? How many of you guys have heard that before that you just need to build up your faith, just build up your faith. Okay. I understand that everyone needs to build their faith up. And I know we all live in a time where we're so busy and we're, we really are just bombarded with so much from social media and the world that we're living in right now. It's like, you want to know what's going on and it's hard to kind of get away. And when you do get away, you want to just relax and just do a mindless activity. You know, for some of us, it's watching Netflix or Hulu or, you know, just hanging out. But for for us who are trying to we for us that are watchmen and um, who are Bible prophecy and we are recognizing more and more that time is super short and um, we have, we don't know how much longer we might be censored or how much longer, you know, I'll be able to spread the word of God. And I think for me, it's like, I just want to make sure that I'm doing my part in getting the word of God out there. And as I'm praying and thinking about such things, it's like, I just can't believe that I didn't get it, you know? And it's like, I guess that's just the part of growing in your faith and growing, the more you grow and the more you learn, the more you're like, wow, I totally missed that part because I don't have that type of revelation. You know, there's different people that have different types of revelation because we are, we are all different members, but we all play different parts. You know what I mean? Just like what I just read. 
And I can't think, sit here and think, oh, well, I have all the answers because I know I don't. I do not have all the answers. And I'm going to tell you this right now. There's not one person in this world that has all the answers. And if they're telling you that they know all the answers, I'm telling you guys, they do not. Okay? They are not Jesus and they are not God. They don't know all, they do not have all the answers. So I've had to learn that the hard way. (laughs) You know, how many of us have had to learn the hard way that people around us don't have all the answers. And so what I've had to learn to do is to protect myself. And I guess the way that I've learned to protect myself, what do we do? We build walls. We build walls to protect ourselves. And as I was praying and thinking about this, because I was like, Lord, okay, so we're going to build walls. We're going to put the walls up. So how's that going to look, you know? And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind was our shield of faith. And I was like, yeah, the shield of faith, of course, the shield of faith. And as I was thinking about the shield of faith and um, praying about the shield of faith, um, it was interesting because the Holy Spirit brought to my remembrance my dream because I have dreams from the Lord and um, I had this remembrance about my shield. And I, I was like, yeah, I wonder what people think their shield looks like. And me... I was in a dream and I was on this ship and the ship was um, like um, going nowhere pretty much, but going somewhere, if that makes sense. We don't know where we were going, but it was going somewhere, but it felt like nowhere. But in my dream, there were two people and me and a friend and we were running from these bad guys. And we were running and we had in, we had entered into a, a door into the room and these two guys were in there and um, we had ran over to them because we were all scared. Everyone was scared. We were frightened to death um, because these were bad guys. They were coming. We knew they were going to come and kill us. And um, I had went into the room and um, I remember we had all huddled together and then we just started praying and it was like this big, bright white light. It was translucent, but it was like the brightest light ever. It was like it just covered us. And the guys, we saw the guys come in and it was almost like we were in a bubble, but we weren't in like a bubble, but it was like, like a oval kind of shaped bubble. And, um, these guys came in and we remember that we were scared. We were like huffing and puffing, like, you know, we were really frightened and they looked around and then they left and we were like, oh my gosh. And then we all realized that there was this bright light around us, but they couldn't see the light. They couldn't see anything. And we were protected. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, and it made me think, and I was like, Lord, like, where has this ever happened before in the Bible? Because I was trying to understand our shield and our protection. And, you know, the, the thing that came to my remembrance then was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they were in the flame and the Lord had covered them and protected them from the flames. And I was like, okay, because you always want to test your dreams with things that are from the Bible, because God does that for a reason so that you can say, God, where is this even, is this even possible? possible? Is this, is this scriptural? Is this possible, God? And when you start having a relationship, you, you ask him these questions and he starts to reveal things to you. And you're like, yeah, 
oh, yeah, I remember that story. Or, you know, sometimes you go to a story that you've never heard of before and you're like, well, I didn't even know this was in the Bible. You know, or you tell someone about it and they're like, oh, yeah, that's in the Bible. I know that story. And you're like, no way. Like, that happened in my dream, you know? So make sure to always test your dreams. And um, another thing is, is that it's so interesting because, you know, I talk to people about dreams and um, I talk to people about different things that happened to me. And I never had dreams before, um, before I fully gave my life to Jesus. Like, well, that's not really true. I gave my life to Jesus. And then um, I got really deep into the word of God and started praying more. And then that's when I really started having dreams. So that's the truth. And it makes me wonder how many other people like wonder about that. But this one guy, cause I had told him some of my dreams and um, we were in nursing school together. And, um, he told me that his friend had just started praying to the Lord and asked the Lord for dreams. And then the Lord started giving him dreams. And I was just kind of curious. And I was wondering, like, does, does this guy not want dreams? Like, <laughs> cause I was like, I mean, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I want another dream, but sometimes it, you're like, oh man, I just need to process, you know, because sometimes they can be so intense. And, um, sometimes it's like, it takes a minute to kind of come back and think, wow, like time is really short. People have no idea, but, um, I think that if you don't share and if you don't, um, tell people what's going on it's like what's the point you know (laughs) I don't know what's the point of like I don't know if you're not gonna share so sharing is caring (laughs) all right I'm gonna read you second Timothy one and I'm gonna do the appeal of loyalty to Paul and the gospel it starts second Timothy one verse six for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel. By the power of God, he has saved us and called us to a holy life. Not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. The grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So good. I love it. It's amazing and it is perfect. I love it. It's not anything, it's not anything that we have done. And we need to understand that it is through Christ Jesus And that he's the one that gives us the grace that we need. And if God can give us grace every morning, how come we can't give people that we love grace or people in our family grace? Some of you guys have people in your life that you haven't even forgiven. You can't even be in the same room with them at Christmas or Thanksgiving because they just, you feel like they don't deserve it. You feel like you don't know what they've done to me, Alicia. I I know. I don't know. You're right. But if if you want to live this life and understand that grace comes with faith, grace, which is free, and God gives you grace, 
that you're going to have to share a little bit of grace. You're going to have to give a little bit of mercy. You're going to have to be like, all right, I'm just going to have to go out on faith here. God, pour a little grace and forgive and move on because the only prisoner that it holds on to is you. And when you're holding on to things and you're keeping things like away, then you're the one that's hindering yourself because you're letting the enemy pick at those wounds. And the last thing that you want is for the enemy to pick at your wounds and make you feel a certain type of way. You want to be set free, right? If you want to be set free and understand that you're free, just live in the grace that Jesus has already paid for you. The grace that God has already given to you and rest in that. You don't even have to work for it. You don't even have to look for it. You just have to rest in it. And I think that's really what's so hard for us is that we don't know how to be still. You know, when Jesus, when God says, be still and know that I am God, it's hard for us to be still because we want to do everything and we want to do it all. You know, especially if we're women, we want to continue to be the super mom and, you know, do it all, work out, be hot and make our men just, you know, want it. I don't know. You know what I mean? I probably shouldn't have said that, but whatever. I'm just saying that if you want something to go good in your life and you want things to change and turn around, then you've got to start forgiving people. You've got to start saying, okay, God, I'm just going to start forgiving people in my life because I know this is what you want. I'm going to have faith in you and I'm going to give them grace because you give me grace. Give me more grace to do it. And I guarantee you'll feel so much more at peace being like, I've forgiven them. You don't even have to tell them that you forgave them. Just forgive them in your heart. Just forgive them. I forgive them, Lord. You know, even if it takes going to a counselor and working out those issues, you need to forgive. You need to forgive. Because when you don't forgive, you're going to hold on to those hurts and you're going to look at other people and you're going to compare them to the people that hurt you. And then you're going to hold up these walls and these bricks and these things and you're going to be like, nope. So you remind me of so-and-so and I don't want anything to do with them. So you must be just like them. How many of us have done that? I know I have. I know I have. And it's one of those things where you have to work it out and you have to say, I'm going to forgive them, God, because I want to have more grace. I want to have more grace to forgive people and I want to forgive them quickly. I don't want to hold on to things because I know that holding on to things makes you bitter and it makes you hateful. It makes you jealous and it makes you gossip. Yeah, you guys heard me. I said gossip because there are certain people that have all this unforgiveness and all this hurt inside of them that it makes them start to quarrel and gossip. Oh, you don't believe me? I'm going to read you the Bible verse to prove it. (laughs) We'll start with James 4. What causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, 
you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. You adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world means enmity against God? Therefore, anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. Or do you think scripture says without reason that he jealously longs for the spirit he has caused to dwell in us, but he gives us more grace? That is why scripture says, God opposed the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Grieve, mourn, and wail. Change your laughter to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Brothers and sisters, do not slander one another. Anyone who speaks against a brother or sister or judges them speaks against the law and judges it. When you judge the law, You are not keeping it, but sitting in judgment of it. There is only one lawgiver and judge, the one who is able to save and destroy. But you, who are you to judge your neighbor? Now listen, you who say today and tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord's will, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogant schemes. All such boasting is evil. If anyone then knows the good they ought to do, and doesn't do it, it is sin for them. Okay, so wow, that was so amazing. Just thinking about it and digesting what that verse, what that whole chapter just said, it really makes you stop and think, like, what is it that I'm really upset about? I have been kind of upset with someone in my life, and I've been trying to work through this process with this person for a while now. And just reading this helps me to understand that there is something that I must be battling with within myself and understanding that, you know, we our battle is not with flesh and blood, but our battle is against those, the principalities and those heavenly places, you know, the enemy who tries to attack us through the people that we love. And understanding that when something in my life doesn't go the way that I want it to, because I love to have control of things. And that's something that I've learned about myself this year is that when things don't go the way I want it to, it kind of makes me feel uneasy. And then I begin to be almost at unrest. Does that make sense? Like when you have this control that you want to have and then it doesn't work out and things seem to start unraveling around you and it feels like this anxiety is creeping in and you 
feel like you can't control it or the situation. It's like I have to remind myself that I wasn't created to control everything, that I was created to cast my cares upon the Lord, that he's the one that is in control and that I have to submit to him. And I have to put my confidence, my trust, my faith, everything that I have in God's hands, in the hands of Jesus and say, Lord, I am really struggling today. I cannot take this. I'm dealing with this or that person and my emotions or whatever it is for the that moment and give it all to him and let him carry the burden because he already paid the price. And when I understand that, and I understand that It's okay for me to break down and it's okay for me to have emotions and feelings, but I have to throw it on Jesus and say, Jesus, I can't take this anymore. Please help me carry this because if I try to carry it on my own, it's going to weigh me down and then I'm going to be smothered because I'm so busy constantly trying to fix it and mend it on my own. And if I'm in a state where I'm struggling with a relationship or I'm struggling with something in my work life or something like that, and I'm trying to fix it on my own, won't I just make a bigger mess of things? Because I don't have control over how I'm going to respond or react to the way they respond to me. Because what if they're having the same kind of feelings and issues, but when they give me their criticism or feedback, I completely lose it or blow up because, you know, it's not what I want to hear. And, you know, I deal with that with my husband and our relationship is understanding that it is a give and take relationship where, you know, I give, he takes, or he gives and I take. And understanding that when we're both like, like, working as one unit where we're not constantly um, keeping records of who's giving and who's taking, but we're just living in that moment of love and grace and understanding and not taking everything so seriously to heart. Like if I get my feelings hurt or if he gets his feelings hurt, not making him feel like He doesn't matter, but lifting him up and encouraging him as well. And all of these things I think about when I hear this Bible verse. See, in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. And we have to understand that it's okay. It's okay to not have it all together and to not have it all figured out. Nobody does. And I always have to watch myself and the people around me who pretend to have it all together and have it all make it seem like their life is perfect. Because you guys know that suicide is up. My husband was telling me that the suicide percentage has increased a lot this year because of COVID, because of the pandemic, because of everything that's going on. Suicide numbers have increased. And I want you guys all to know that you are loved and that God has a plan for you. And no matter what you're going through, you're going to get through this. And you have to lean and trust on Jesus, lean and trust on God. And just remember that he, he is made, he is perfect and you just need to rest in him. Just sit still and be with him for a while and just tell him what you need. 
Remember, he says you have not because you ask not. But when you ask, you have the wrong motives. So make sure that when you do ask, make sure the motives are pure. That your motives are not to spend things on your own pleasure, but so that you can support your family or whatever that is. Whatever that looks like for you, God knows your heart. And, you know, maybe it it is hard to know what our own heart is and what our own heart looks like. Um, you, the best thing to do would be to ask God to reveal your heart to you. God, reveal my heart to me. Show me what it is that I'm missing. Show me what it is that I need. God, fill up those places, those holes that I crave attention in. Fill up those places and those holes that I yearn to have your presence. God, there's no one in this world that can fill me up like you, God. I don't want to follow the traditions or the the ways of this world, Father. I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, and I want to meditate on your word. Father God, just protection over us and healing through our body. Father God, just hold us in your presence and in your arms and remind us that we're loved, that we are your child, And just trust and believe in him. Have the confidence in God and that God will finish the good work that he started in you. All right. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it for today. I hope you guys had a great day with me because I truly miss you guys. And I hope you guys are being blessed and having a great day. Um, God bless you guys. I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.